I tell you, I, I love that. I, I, could you just do that every week? Like right, <laughs> right, right before I come, uh, come up to preach, it's like it gets me in the mood. I, I don't know about anybody else. I, I think, you know, it gave me flashbacks really to uh, playing football in high school, like entering into the drums. That was the best. Uh, Anyway, I didn't have that planned. Uh, good morning, nine o'clockers. Uh, I'm really glad that you're here. I- I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm really glad to see each of you. Uh, my name's Andy. A special welcome to those of you who are newer or uh, maybe first-time guests today. We're, we're especially glad you're here. I hope, uh, hope you experience uh, the presence of God with you today, uh, even if it's not always the booming presence, of, even the still uh, silent voice of God speaking uh, to your hearts today. I want to make sure to invite you back here. Uh, uh, Pastor Dan mentioned a Christmas concert right here in this space uh, at 3 p.m. this afternoon. And then, and then certainly, uh, w- I just want to invite you to join us for one of our uh, several uh, Christmas Eve candlelight services. Uh, we have one tomorrow, uh, actually, at 6.30. So if you're heading away for Christmas Eve, spending time, you've got other family plans and things, come, come tomorrow night right here at 6.30 or then 2, 4, 6 or 11, somewhere in the building here on Christmas Eve, we will be worshiping uh, God. Uh, And really, uh, the postcard that you have in your bulletin today spells it all out. If you already have it down in your head, uh, hand that to somebody else. Invite a friend or a neighbor uh, just in these next couple of days uh, so that together we can anticipate Jesus' birthday. Uh, Speaking of, of birthdays, is today anybody's birthday here today? Is anybody willing to just say December 22nd? No. Okay. All right. I, I thought with a room this, uh, this full that uh, chances were heavy that today was somebody's birthday. Uh, but uh, if, if uh, maybe you've got a, a family member's birthday coming up in the next month or so, uh, I certainly want to encourage you. Maybe think about getting them concert tickets. Uh, we have a, a concert coming up on January 30th. Uh, Jason Gray is a contemporary Christian artist. Uh, really deep, meaningful lyrics. I, I, I just uh, he's, he's not as rocking as that. It's a little more laid back, but but gosh, the the, the lyrics that he sings are deep, meaningful. Uh, January 30th here, uh, we're hosting uh, Jason Gray. Uh, buy, buy a ticket for somebody for their birthday in the next month. And if it, today was your birthday, you would have got some free tickets. Uh, so. Anyway, uh, you'll hear a lot more about that. And then I know, like, you're, you're thinking, well, maybe I can come back. You won't recognize that I was here, and I can say it's my birthday at 1045. Uh, but uh, uh, it brings up a good question. You know, what, what, do you, what would you like, what do you typically like on your birthday? Uh, I just want to see a raise of hands here. Uh, who here really just loves, you love receiving cards in the mail from friends or family on your birthday? Anybody like like receiving cards in like snail mail? Uh, okay, good. A lot, a lot of you do. Uh, what, what, how about, um, this is one of my favorite things on birthdays, is that a special dinner with friends or family. Like you go to your place. Uh, that, that's, that's one. Okay, you like that. Uh, who, who here is willing to admit that you just want everything to revolve around you all day on your birthday? <laughs> Uh, okay, all right, so, uh, on, okay, so uh, how about the other side of the coin? Those of you who are like, it's my birthday, you don't, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. I've got everything I need. Uh, okay, uh, you are the righteous ones. I, I see that. Uh, all right, how, or, um, you know, who here, you know, with social media, you know, who here really looks forward to all the Facebook posts? Uh, like to see, oh, which of my friends from way back when said, hey, happy birthday. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. Uh, or, 
some of you might feel this way. Like, it's not your birthday if there isn't a gift, a gift of some sort involved. Anybody? Like, I need a gift. Anybody willing to admit that? It's not my birthday if I don't have at least one gift. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, right here. Yeah. Uh, now, those who have their hands raised, if you came with them, take special note. If they just raise their hand, that's, that's a, my gift to you today is to know that about them. But it really kind of begs the question, I think, what does Jesus want for his birthday? Because, of course, Christmas is not your birthday. Well, maybe a couple of you it might be, but it's really Jesus' birthday first. Uh, uh, what does Jesus want for his big day? I, do, do you think that Jesus envisioned Christmas as we're used to in our culture today? You think he envisioned that? You know, the generally materialistic, self-indulgent gluttony of spending, <laughs> uh, all, all for people who have everything they most basically need in life already. Yeah, or, or maybe all that Jesus really wants for us around Chris, his birthday is that we sing some of his favorite Christmas carol songs, uh, light some candles, and of course end with Silent Night. If we don't do that, it's really not his birthday, right? And, 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 then, and then, you know, after Christmas Eve uh, worship service where we light our candles and then, then we go home and depending on your family tradition, you either open one present or no presents at all and you wait uh, till the next morning and, and, and of course you go to sleep with Visions of sugar plums dancing in your head. And then you wake up and the, the gift wrap, uh, unwrapping frenzy begins. And, and all the time, you know, if you have little ones in your house, they're just like, yes, yes, more, more. And, and we're kind of teaching them by our actions that that's what Christmas is all about. Do you think that Jesus had that in mind for his birthday? I apologize if that came off overly critical. Uh, I, 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 I just... Just, you just need to know from my heart, this is just part of my internal struggle and journey, that the, the more I try to follow Jesus in my life, um, the more disturbed I become with Christmas time in our society. Uh, that's just m where I'm at. And now, don't hear me wrong, there's a lot of good, and I try to look for that. And everything that's going on. There is a lot of good. A lot of good things happen. A lot of good things people do around Christmas time. Uh, but I get more and more disillusioned by the materialism and the consumerism that it just, it ramps up earlier and earlier, you know, weeks leading into Black Friday and then and just continues uh, really forever. But, but at least through Christmas it continues. And, and I just have to ask myself, is that what Jesus wants for his birthday? Now, Christmas is his birthday, of course, not ours. And what is it that he would want for his birthday? And I'd encourage you to follow along in your message notes today as I attempt to answer that question, at least in part. Um, you know, when our kids were really young, we had this, this Christmas book. It was like, you know, one of those uh, cardboard books books, uh, hardback books, and, and, and we would read it regularly every night, <laughs> you know, leading up to Christmas. It was one of those that, that counted down the days to Christmas and just kind of asked the question, what does Jesus want for his birthday? And on the very last page of this book, uh, there, you know, built into the cardboard page was a, a little mirror, 
right in the last page of the book. And, and, and it simply said that Jesus wants you. And when the kids were little, my kids were little, they really got it. You know, we would ask, what does Jesus want for his birthday? And they'd say, me. And I just, my heart just smiled. It's like out of the mouths of babes, right? Because that is so true. That, that's the heart of the matter. That's what Jesus wants for Christmas. He wants you. And, and I think that plays itself out in a few different ways. Um, the first way is that Jesus wants your heart. And we've been talking about that throughout this month. And quite honestly, it's, it's the theme of the in, entire Bible. That God came to he, from heaven to earth for his kids, for us. You and me, he came to earth as a baby because of his great love for us. And if you were here last week, then you kind of, uh, you saw uh, that played out, that, that great love, the glimpse of his amazing love for us in the story of Hosea. That, that God, oh, God has gone to all lengths pursuing you and me, all of humanity really. He's chasing you. He's, he's pursuing you. He wants to catch you so that he can wrap his arms around you and say, welcome back. You're, you're part of the family. Let me show you life the way that it was meant to be lived in relationship with me. And Jesus coming to earth in a humble birth. And then humbling himself to the point of death, death on the cross. That was all, all of it was about God wanting our hearts. And because of what Jesus has done, we can be with God. And that, gosh, that is the, that is the gift for everyone. In fact, the Bible ends in the last few verses of Scripture uh, ends with this invitation. The, the spirit and the bride say, come. Let anyone who hears say this, come. Let anyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. Now that is, is Jesus' invitation to everybody to come to him. He wants your heart and mine. That, that's what he wants for his birthday. But, but it's not just our hearts that the, the center of our affections and desires that Jesus wants. Jesus wants all of us. And, and there's so much more to us. I mean, in, in summary, uh, you know, Jesus wants your entire life. Every part of you. Uh, more, more specifically, Jesus made it clear that he wants your life and mine dedicated in service to others. That's Jesus' wish. There's a place in Matthew chapter 25 when Jesus is talking about what it will be like when he returns. And, and you see, at Christmas time, we celebrate what, the, the way that Jesus came to earth the first time. Uh, humble, born a, a baby in a manger. But the Bible speaks uh, even more than that humble beginning, much more about when Jesus will come a second time, will come back to earth in all of his majesty and glory, and, and he will set things right in this world. Everything that's gone amok, he will set right. Uh, this world that he loves so much. And part of setting things right is what uh, Christians uh, typically refer to in, in a variety of different ways, but uh, you, know, you can boil it all down to kind of like the final judgment of the world. And in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus describes this final judgment where he will uh, separate the, the faithful 
from the unfaithful. Uh, the, the, like those of you who were uh, righteous and raised your hand and said, you don't need to worry about me on my birthday. And those of you who were unrighteous, who were like, it's all about me. Um, I didn't say that. Uh, I'm just teasing. But, but Jesus will se- separate the, the, the faithful from the unfaithful, the righteous from the unrighteous. And, and to those who have been faithful, he will say these words. He says, the king will say, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. What does Jesus want for his birthday? Yes, he wants you. And he, he, he wants, it just every day, not just for his birthday, he, he wants your life lived in service for others, particularly those in need. He, he, gosh, Jesus doesn't want our rituals. As awesome as it is, he doesn't want our silent night. But as God says in the Old Testament book of Micah, he desires right living right action. Hear hear, hear this from Micah chapter 6. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves, one year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown all you people, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. See, Jesus wants our lives, our everyday lives, lived in service for him, particularly for the least of these. We, we give a gift to Jesus when we serve others. We give to Jesus when we sacrifice our time and and our talents and our resources to meet the needs of others in Jesus' name. The the church, you're the body of Christ. Think about it. We're the only hands, the the only feet, the only wallets that, that Jesus has. And can you just think about this for a minute? Just imagine. Can you imagine the birthday celebration in heaven? If every Christ follower in every local church around the world practiced the commitment, particularly in the Western world where we indulge a lot on ourselves, well, what if we practiced the commitment of giving at least an equal amount of whatever uh, we, we give to ourselves and our own and, and instead direct that to a particular mission of God around our community or our world. And just imagine what that would be like. 
No joke. Even if we, just in our church, gave uh, to those in need equal, equal amounts of our time and our energy and our resources that we spend on ourselves at Christmas, that would change a lot of people's worlds. And in doing so, we could honor Jesus and give uh, him the gift that he truly desires. Our lives lived in service to him. And, and in some ways, folks, I get it. I'm preaching to the choir. I, I, gosh, I see you do this all the time. You get this, Troy UMC. Um, time and time again, I've seen you live this out, not just at Christmas, throughout, throughout the year. Uh, but, but we can't forget. We can't forget it. Um, we, we have to remember. Uh, if we say we are Christ followers, uh, then, that, then, then what we're saying is we're giving Jesus the right to define our lifestyles and our values and even the way we celebrate his birth. Because we don't exist for ourselves. We exist to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. And, and if we're not doing that, if we, if we are, then we're not being the church that Jesus envisioned. Um, so keep it up, really. Don't, don't stop. Don't ever stop living for others. Living for, as, as Jesus said, the least and the, the last and the lost. Uh, you, you have been so generous as a church family. You've given so much of yourselves for the work of God in, in our church uh, in the reach that we have here, um, in our broader region, even to the ends of the earth in, in so many ways. Don't ever stop. That, I, I think that's what Jesus wants for his birthday. And, and I'd like to think that our December giving will take that to another new level for us. Uh, giving away 15% of all of our church's uh, December income to pay off the medical debt of families right here in Madison County. And if you're brand new today or you've missed a few weeks, then, then uh, this is new to you. Uh, uh, we're partnering with a nonprofit group called RIP Medical Debt uh, to buy and then forgive people's outstanding uh, medical debt for pennies on the dollar, really, all as a way of being the hands and feet of Jesus at work in very practical ways in people's lives who are really facing an uphill financial battle, largely in part to outstanding medical debt. Uh, so far, I want to give you this update. So far, our December income for our church is, uh, through three weeks, is right about $67,000, uh, which if you do the little 0.15 multiplier there, uh, that comes a little over $10,000, uh, which will be used to purchase a little, at this point, a little over $1 million worth of outstanding medical debt. Uh, but, but that's, that's uh, just through half the month. So, so keep it up. Uh, we hope God will use this to transform lives and ultimately to point people to Jesus. But, but it's a gift that, that we're giving, even if it doesn't do that. It's a no strings attached gift. Just like God has loved us, has offered forgiveness to us with no strings attached. That's what a gift is, right? No strings attached. It's what Jesus has given us. And so when we give him the gift of our hearts and our lives, can I just invite us to do so without holding back? With no, no reservations. Let's give ourselves completely to the work of Jesus in this world. Uh, th this scripture passage is not a particularly uh, a Christmassy one, but it's one that, that speaks 
deeply to my heart about this, and I, and I hope God's word in this speaks to your heart too. This is from 1 John chapter 3. Where he says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a fellow believer is a murderer. And you know that no murderers have eternal life in them. In other words, love is the evidence uh, that our lives have been transformed by Jesus. Love is the measuring stick. And he goes on. He says, this is how we know what love is. That Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. And if any one of you has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in you? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. You know, at Christmas, a different kind of Christmas, we celebrate the birth of our Savior who was born to die. And so we too are called to give our lives, ourselves, in sacrifice for the world which he loves. And Christmas, uh, Christmas needs to be so much more about him than it is about me. It needs to be so much more for Jesus than it is for us. And, and trust me when I say, if we do so, if we, if we put that into practice in our lives, and I, I think we'll discover that in sacrificial living, that's where we find real and eternal life. And in a moment, we're going to be celebrating the sacrifice that, that Jesus made for us. Um, and, and we'll bring forward our offering at that time. There are some offering plates up here in the kind of the line, so you can drop your connection card and your offering in those plates when the time comes. Um, but, but first, we get to celebrate uh, the commitment of wholeheartedly following Jesus uh, through membership. Uh, there are uh, several folks here at our nine o'clock service that are uh, brand new or becoming brand new members of our church. And so I'd invite them to come forward and just kind of stand up. There's a, like a red blue line up here. If you can stand somewhere up in there, I, I would love to introduce, uh, yeah, the whole family. Yeah, come on up. I see. Yeah, come on down. Uh, there's no game show here, but you can come on down. Um, and while you're doing that, I want to encourage everyone else here. Uh, you can look in your message notes and see a whole list of names there at the bottom. And uh, and those those are folks who are represented in a lot of our different worship services, but I'd love for you to, to see all their names and just uh, remember they're uh, a part of this here. Let, let me see if I can uh, uh, see everybody here. Uh, down here are Lisa and Dale Story, and their daughter Olivia is also uh, becoming a member. She's upstairs, or is she ill? She's, okay, well, uh, I'm uh, Dale and Lisa and Olivia, and then this is uh, Liz Perry Blevins and... Uh, did Alyssa come up with you too? Oh, okay. Perfect timing, Alyssa. Uh, she can run down. She's our special prize winner. And, uh, and Carol Perry right here. Yeah, come on, Alyssa. And uh, we have uh, Tammy and then Scott Buckwalter. Uh, over here we have the, the uh, Jolliffe family, Josh and Linnell and Abby and Ellie and the round counts, uh, Jared and, and Jeanette is up here uh, hobbling. Uh, uh, they have a little one, Riley, and, and then we've got the Rep family, Rod and Beth, and uh, their, their son uh, Rex is here. Uh, Reed is, I think, up with the youth. Uh, but those, those are, uh, these folks are going to be uh, 
of reaffirming vows of baptism and uh, taking a vow of membership here today. So uh, I have some questions uh, for each of you on behalf of our whole church. And I ask you, do you desire to turn from yourself and all that is evil and turn toward God? And if so, you'd say, I do. Will you completely depend on God and receive the encouragement of your church community to do all the good that you can to avoid uh, doing harm and to stay in love with Jesus? If so, you'd say, I will. And do you acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? Uh, surrender your life to him and put your whole trust in his grace, not in your good work, although I know you're going to do a lot of good work, uh, but in his grace, uh, uh, not in your own merits as if you could earn his love. And so you'd say, I do. And uh, for those, uh, you're all entering membership. So as members of this church, will, will you uh, lay down your lives for others by faithfully participating in our mission as a church uh, with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? And if so, you'd say, I will. Now, for everybody gathered here, particularly for those of you who are uh, members of our church, uh, do you as the body of Christ, the church, reaffirm your desire to turn from yourself and turn toward God uh, through the power of Jesus at work in your life? And if so, you'd say, we do. And will you nurture one another in this commitment and include uh, these folks before you as new members into uh, your ministry and care? And if so, you'd say, we will. Wonderful. Let's, let's pray together. Well, God Almighty, we, we do, we, we join together in great thanksgiving for your no-strings-attached love. And in response to your grace, uh, Lord, we offer ourselves to you, uh, our hearts and our entire lives, to be your hands and your feet in this world. And God, we all renew our commitment to lay down our lives for others by faithfully participating in our mission and ministry with our prayers and our presence and our gifts and our service and our witness, that in everything you would be glorified through Jesus Christ. And all of God's people agreed and said, amen. Amen. Thank you each uh, for coming forward. Uh, you can sit down. Uh, yeah, let's welcome And if you if you're, are uh, either uh, maybe newer to our church family or, or have just never taken the plunge into membership, but you're curious about it, just stay tuned. Uh, we'll have, we typically offer a membership class once a quarter. And so I think the next one comes up in early March. Uh, so just uh, pay attention uh, to that. We'd love to have you in uh, our one-time membership class. Um, uh, but... But let's turn our hearts now to remembering the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us that makes our sacrifices for him um, even possible to begin with. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and after breaking it, gave, gave it to his disciples and he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Afterwards, he took a cup, and after giving thanks to God for it, he gave it to his disciples, saying, this is my blood, which is shed for you. 
and for many, for the forgiveness of sin. Every time you drink it, remember me. Lord, would you pour out your spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Lord, would you make them become for us powerful symbols of of that amazing sacrifice that you made for us. Even more than that, Lord, would you work a deep work in our hearts that as we remember and reflect on your sacrifice that we are inspired by your spirit working through us to be your hands and feet and to be willing to lay down our lives for the sake of others, particularly others who, who you've put in our path for whatever reason that need to see your grace at work in very practical ways. Lord, would you work in us to that end until you come again, this time in majesty and glory, and we feast at your heavenly banquet table. All honor and glory are yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. For those who are helping to serve communion, would you uh, come forward at this time?